This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions. And we thank you for joining us. We also like to thank our sponsors, the Terrell Healing Bank Clinic, by practice here in Las Vegas, also the First Nation Medical Board, which licenses practitioners such as myself, who practice what we call traditional medicine. Actually, that's what the federal government has referred to it as. And both of these entities are under the jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. Why? Well, the federal government gave them the right to regulate the practice of traditional medicine because they wanted nothing to do with it. So, interestingly enough, there's no state in this country that regulates the practice of traditional medicine, which includes all things alternative, holistic, complementary, and so forth, which has actually been around longer than conventional medicine. In fact, the American Institute of Homeopathy was established before the American Medical Association, but before that comes the Indians, acupuncture, and so forth. So we thank the Crow Tribe Indians who have actually stepped forward to help regulate the practice of traditional medicine. If you need to reach me here in Las Vegas, you can always call us here at the Turtle Human Man Clinic at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Or you can email me directly at droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel, Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at thb for Turtle Human Man Clinic.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about naturopathy, one of those traditional forms of medicine I was just mentioning there are about 23 states in the country that regulate the practice of naturopathic medicine. I mean that they have their own medical boards, but that means there's about 27 states where naturopaths need licensure and protection against, well, the conventional forms of medicine that are not trained in these other medical arts. And that's where the First Nation medical board can be of help. Today, we'll be talking with Dr. Michael Carfeld, who has a very busy integrated practice in Boise, Idaho. Michael, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me here today, Dr. Royal. Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. I didn't really say a whole heck of a lot, but I think you could probably explain it a little better in your own words about who you are and where you got to where you are, because I understand you're not just a naturopathic physician, you're also a PhD. You have a doctorate. Yeah, so 
Uh, I've been practicing naturopathy for um, about 30, you know, since 87, so about 33 years. So during that time, you know, I've been seeing you know, hundreds of thousands of you know, client interactions. Uh, so I run a, a, a very busy center here in uh, outside of Boise, Idaho and, and Meridian, uh, where we uh, focus quite a bit on, on integrative oncology, where you know, patients are flying in from a little bit all over the United States, and they are uh, wanting to support the treatment that they're doing uh, traditionally. So if they're doing chemo, radiation, surgery, they want to make sure that they support their, uh, their immune system and also to... Uh, uh, kind of repair the damage done by some of these uh, traditional uh, interventions. So we we focus quite a bit on that. You know, we even have a, a medical oncologist here on on staff just to make sure that we interact with the uh, uh, traditional care model you know, appropriately. And in addition to that, we we do traditional kind of naturopathic services where uh, patients come with uh, any kind of ailments, and and we use and uh, nutritional support in order to be able to support the body's own healing mechanism so that it can function on its own instead of being reliant on pharmaceutical drugs. So there's a couple of ways to treat cancer. You can go the conventional route where we view cancer as a foreign invader that must be destroyed. In the process, the immune system gets destroyed with the chemotherapy, radiation, uh, suppressive drugs and treatments. Are you saying that in your approach to the treatment of cancer, you pro provide supportive care or do you have an alternative approach for these patients? So we, we do a little bit of both and, and it depends on the comfort level of the patient. So as, as a naturopathic doctor, obviously we, uh, we cannot say that we cure any cancer, nor can we really say that we treat cancer. But what we can do is that we can support the individual where the cancer is in. And, and that becomes a really important mind shift when you move then from a medical model to a naturopathic model, where you are then looking upon the individual as a whole, rather than looking upon the disease as something isolated from the individual. So what you do in a naturopathic model is that you then focus on the individual in which the cancer is in. And by correcting the imbalances that uh, that individual has, then the environment that the cancer is in shifts, which then makes it harder for the cancer to, to uh, continue to thrive. And uh, doing it that way, you can really be successful in regards to uh, supporting a body through the journey or an individual through the journey while they're dealing with cancer. So, um, yeah, so, so you're providing supportive care. Yeah, so with, with that then, so we, you, you can either then work on it directly on supporting the individual and they just want to work holistically. Uh, we offer that service, but uh, frequently an individual also would like to uh, combine that with chemo just because that's their, their comfort level or radiation or surgery. And uh, then we use, because uh, obviously chemo, like you mentioned, it destroys the immune system and chemo will not kill all cancer cells. So after you're done with chemo, you still need to rely on your immune system to mop up the rest. So uh, if you don't have an immune system, then the cancer you know, tends to come back, so. Okay, well, that's a good explanation. We'll talk more about that after the break. I'm Dr. Daniel Royal. We're listening to naturopathic physician Michael Carlfeld, and we'll continue our discussion right after the break. Stay with us.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Daniel Royer, listening to The Royal Treatment. My guest today is Dr. Michael Carfeld, who's a naturopathic physician in Boise, Idaho. He has a very busy integrated practice, and we thank him for joining us today. Before the break, we were talking about how he integrates the practice of naturopathic medicine with the treatment of cancer. I remember years ago, I had some patients who came to me. They were receiving the traditional chemotherapy treatments, and the only thing we did for them was to help offset some of the damage caused by chemotherapy, whereby the immune system is suppressed. Now, one of the ways your oncologist will check for this damage is to do regular, even weekly blood work, looking at your CBC, your complete blood count, to see if your red blood cells and your white blood cells have dropped too low. But one of the things that happened with these patients is they never had a problem with the blood work because well, in between chemotherapy treatments, they would come in for IV nutritional therapy, particularly vitamin C, and it's helped to offset the downside or side effects, as you might call them, from chemotherapy. Well, Dr. Carfield, I want to back up just a little bit. I know you have a background in um, a, a doctorate in addition, or PhD in addition to your naturopathic degree. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, what that involves? Yeah, so so that is more a kind of a PhD is more kind of a, a, a study, meaning you're you're focusing on uh, you get a little bit more advanced in a certain area, and, and my focus was then on on natural healing, the different natural healing modalities uh, that exist. So uh, so because I didn't want to become just hyper focused on my own uh, profession, the naturopathy, which which I love and you know I've been doing for many years. Uh, you want to be able to integrate what it is that you do uh, with other practitioners, with other healing modalities, with other philosophies. And that's why I felt it was very important to uh, to do both uh, pretty much at the same time so that we could, um, so I could be more well-rounded in, in what I do uh, as I work with patients. Well, I think that's a good explanation. I like the fact that you have a dual degree. I have a dual degree. I'm licensed as a doctor of naturopathic medicine. I've also been licensed the last 30 years as a doctor of homeopathic medicine here in the state of Nevada. But I'm also licensed as an attorney. And I went back to law school. I obtained my degree because I did not feel like I understood how society really works. And going back to law school actually gave me a broader perspective on things and, of course, more education, which I appreciate and I, I do use. I use that in addition to my legal degree. I use my, or I say maybe just my medical degree, I use my legal degree for the bars. So, for example, this last week we had a, a hearing, a disciplinary hearing for an attorney. Actually, it was a former judge here in Nevada, a very interesting story. And uh, we're not here to talk about that, but... I also use it in writing contracts and other types of agreements. So it's become very helpful. So having more education never hurts. It can only, I believe, uh, provide you with more resources to use at disposal for the treatment of your patients, which is what I primarily do because I enjoy that most. I feel like it comes most natural to me, mostly because I've been involved with medicine since I was a youth doing work in my father's office, developing x-rays and running thyroid tests when he was a doctor, a conventional doctor, but undergoing a transition to an alternative medical practice. Now, during the break, we talked a little bit about the state of naturopathy in 
the state of Idaho. And maybe you could just give us a little bit of background about what that uh, looks like and what you're trying to do to change it. Yeah, so, so currently uh, Idaho has been one of those states where there's been uh, kind of a lot of contention as to how the naturopathic licensing uh, should look like, the, the legislation should look like. And uh, so there's been uh, different groups that's been kind of negotiating back and forth. And we, uh, we, we were able to come to an agreement back in, in 2000, I believe it's 2005. Uh, where a, um, a piece of le licensing legislation was, was passed and we developed a board. Uh, but then after that, it, uh, it, it wasn't very effective. So that, uh, that law then got actually disseminated or they, they voted it out again. So uh, last year, uh, we were able to, actually, not last year, not last session, it would have been the, the session before, uh, we, there was a piece of... Uh, naturopathic licensing that that got passed and uh, uh, the issue there were some people that had a little issue with that uh, law that got passed because uh, it would entail that the medical board would then oversee the naturopathic board and uh, a lot of us didn't feel that that was uh, it, it didn't seem right to have a, a i wouldn't say competitive but some a different someone that uh, have a different philosophy to oversee somebody else's function. Yeah, so, because uh, naturopathic model versus medical model, they, they do differ in, in how they think. So uh, we are currently now drafting uh, legislation that will then create a, a, an additional board, naturopathic board, uh, that is separate from the one that is under the oversight of the medical board. And, and we are uh, hoping to be able to have that pass in this coming a uh, legislative session that starts in January here in Idaho. Well, I know how difficult that is to uh, be a lobbyist. I've been a lobbyist myself and worked to get legislation passed. It's a lot of work, but it's also very rewarding. And in my case, I did it voluntarily and we didn't have to pay or donate to anybody's campaign or hire a lobbyist. And so if you're working to get things done on a shoestring, which I've uh, not only done for the homeopathic board, but I've done uh, for on behalf of the dentist that we're looking to get some things changed here in the state of Nevada, then you're going to have to roll your sleeves to work. And it sounds like you're doing a lot of, and I applaud you for that. I'd be much happier having your uh, independence, but uh, hopefully you have some people who are willing to step up and to help regulate that profession. Because once you get that board, well, your state government will be watching you very closely and you'll probably have some enemies who'll be looking to take you down as they always are because in alternative medicine or those of us practicing uh, traditional forms of medicine, we're always having to look over our shoulder from our competitors. In fact, most of the complaints I find against conventional medical doctors are not from their patients because we had a physician on a program a couple of weeks ago who talked about this very thing. The complaints come from your jealous professional colleagues and they may or may not have merit. Uh, usually, uh, well, in the case of the physician we had in our program, it uh, had nothing to do with any harm uh, that had come to a patient. Uh, simply, he had chosen to allow his patients to exercise their freedom, in this case, to refuse vaccinations, where uh, such vaccinations are recommendations and not requirements. But nevertheless, it doesn't stop your jealous colleagues from complaining. So I hope that all goes well for you in your quest. Well, tell us a little bit about naturopathic medicine, how that differentiates itself from all the other medical arts like acupuncture, homeopathy, chiropractors, and so forth. 
Well, uh, naturopathy, and, and actually, I, I have a, uh, a podcast as well, a radio show as well, where uh, and I interviewed uh, Dr. Michael Murray uh, just the, the other week. Uh, he's uh, one of the leading uh, naturopathic doctors, and I, and I was asking him the same kind of question. You know, what what is naturopathic medicine? And uh, so, uh, and I agree with his answer. It, it's uh, it's I hold a very kind of liberal definition on it. You know, meaning that. Uh, it is a modality that supports the body's own healing mechanism uh, using then uh, nutritional or, or using a, a, a variation of different means that are uh, supportive, uh, restorative, and uh, aligned with nature with uh, natural principles. So, uh, so with that, a lot of naturopathic doctors they include things like homeopathy. They include things like acupuncture. Uh, massage, manipulation. Uh, so these other type of modalities then becomes part of that umbrella of naturopathic medicine. Uh, obviously, you have then homeopathic doctors like such as yourself uh, that becomes even more specialized in that field and uh, uh, can then talk much more intelligently and, and you know, can kind of go even deeper you know, within that field in itself or acupuncture the same or chiropractic the same or osteopathy but uh yeah so so naturopathic medicine is just a modality to uh really use natural principles to make sure that an individual is stronger healthier and support natural processes that exist within the body yeah i think that's a common denominator among these traditional forms of medicine that are trying to work with the body to bring about its own healing certainly that's a very important principle in uh homeopathy where we're using energetic forms of medicine, you're using nutritional forms of medicine. And of course, acupuncture is a, another type of energy or energy balancing approach to the treatment of disease. And the chiropractors, actually the osteopaths as well, they uh, focus on trying to find a balance between the somatic and um, visceral connections of the body because the musculoskeletal dysfunctions can manifest as internal problems or imbalances. In fact, I had a patient in my office uh, just this last week. He uh, has some interesting history with his heart, saying that he's been diagnosed with congestive heart failure, although we weren't really able to uh, confirm that in our office. He doesn't really have a shortness of breath. His energy is fine. He's got no per peripheral edema. We did a blood test to check for his uh, beta natriuretic peptide. It was completely normal. But the pain he's having in his back is coming from around T6, which has a relationship uh, to the heart and so we have to think about these things but if you're trained in conventional medicine guess what you're not taught about how to think in these types of terms so the thing i like about the education that we have as physicians that includes other medical modalities and you mentioned that even naturopaths may include some approaches in addition to the treatment of uh, their diseases using let's say nutrition and supplements, uh, perhaps they're also using some acupuncture, homeopathy, even bioidentical hormones. And so this synergistic approach seems to work the best. One of the best physicians that I ever knew, somebody I worked with during my uh, internship, was a, an osteopathic physician who had also been a naturopathic physician. And that additional training allowed him to think a little more broad-mindedly and be a little more open-mindedly in the treatment of his patients, which helps us in the long run to solve problems that nobody else can. I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to The Royal Tree. My guest today is Dr. Michael Carfield, a naturopathic physician in Boise, Idaho, with a very integrative, busy practice. 
We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back. It's Joe. I'm Dr. Daniel Royal, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to answer your health questions, and hopefully we're doing that for you today and having some fun in the process. My goal for you, the listeners, is that you learn one new thing. Just one when you listen to our program. And if you've learned just one new thing, then your time with us has been well spent. I've been reading some books recently. Maybe you're familiar with the Killing Kennedy, Killing Lincoln series written by Bill O'Reilly. And they're very interesting books if you like history. But again, my goal when I read a book like that is just like listening to this program is to learn one new thing from reading that book. I got that from a motivational speaker years ago because, of course, as physicians, we attend a lot of seminars. And so my hope in attending a seminar is that I would come home learning at least one new thing because that one new thing could be a million-dollar idea. You never know. Well, if you need to reach me, Dr. Daniel Roy, you can always call the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic here in Las Vegas at 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454, or email me directly at droyal at thbclinic. Com. As in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at THB, FraternalHealingManClinic.com. We're here to provide you with the health you need to optimize your health and well-being. In fact, we had a patient in our office today who was here for that very purpose, complaining of allergies and, and digestional complaints. We have lots of ways and means by which we can help you naturally, as we've been talking about with Dr. Michael Carfield, to achieve just those kinds of of results. So continue our discussion, Dr. Michael. What about your patients? Do you have any interesting patient cases you would like to share with us? Well, I mean, it, it, it's always uh, one fascinating patient that comes to mind. I mean, and this is to, to understand how sometimes through the medical model, a, a disease pattern or symptoms can be very difficult to treat. But when you look at it holistically and you make the correct changes, uh, they, you see dramatic results. So, I, for instance, I had a, a little young girl uh, dealing with uh, migraines for a year, and uh, she's gone to 13 different doctors, you know, and uh, including neurologists that are going to put her on anti-seizure medications, uh, done MRIs, done all possible things to try to figure out how to resolve this migraine. Uh, so it, she came into my office and, and uh, I was able then to identify that there were two different allergens, you know, it was corn and egg that she was dealing with and then supported the digestive system a little bit to kind of reduce uh, inflammation along the intestinal tract. And uh, within a week's time, her migraines were gone and she hasn't had migraines since. So it, it's just to show that just because you have more advanced technology doesn't mean that with that advanced technology, you're able to pinpoint better. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, the way the conventional medicine typically handles a case like that is they rush the patient off for a CAT scan or MRI or both to diagnose a brain tumor. Not everybody has a migraine has a brain tumor. In fact, most people don't. This is how my father got into alternative medicine treating people that had allergies like that who were having migraines and they improved by using a homeopathic desensitization approach to the treatment of these 
allergies. So, for example, the patient in my office today is having some allergy symptoms. Now, the urgent care physician who saw him simply prescribed medications. He gave him Claritin for his sinuses, although the patient's sinuses are perfectly clear. He gave him uh, a H2 blocker for his stomach because he was saying, well, you have reflux and that could result in your allergies. But what we'll do for a patient like this is we'll try his blood and we'll check to see if he really is having allergies. You can do a very simple screen by ordering an IgG or immunoglobulin E to see if they're having any kind of immediate reactions. And that kind of gives you an idea as to what, whether they're having uh, IgE reactions. But there are many other types of allergies you can have, delayed allergies such as IgG. And, and uh, you can also look at the CBC to see if he's producing eosinophils, which is another sign of allergies. And I'm sure you know if those eosinophils are too high, you start thinking about parasites. But one of the tests we like to use is the ELISA-ACT test. We like that test because it's a little different type of allergy test. It is not overwhelming for the patient, so it will not pick up, let's say, 30 to 40 things they have to deal with. But it might pick up anywhere, let's say, from uh, four to eight, depending on what you order. It uses a lymphocytic reaction assay. So you can see how the white blood cells are responding to what it's exposed to. And it's the only test I know where we can actually not only check for foods, but for chemicals, colorings, flavorings, additives, even pesticides, molds, and so forth. So depending on how wide a net you want to cast, you can pick up some things, uh, more things, but the things you pick up with that test, we find to be real. I remember years ago, a patient came in with migraine headaches, and this is something else you might want to think about. Yes, it certainly could be related to allergies, and I agree it's a very common a reaction. Headaches are a very common toxic reaction to our diet, but it's also possible the patient has had injuries in the past. So in this case, the patient had been in a car accident years ago, had had whiplash, and what that does is it leaves the patient with weakness in the ligaments that hold the neck to the body. And there's a very common area we inject at the back of the head to try to tighten that up. And we use prolotherapy for doing it. So when we say prolotherapy, we're using a solution, as you probably know, that creates the localized information. In fact, the cells, the body needs to make new tissue. That's why it's called proliferation or prolotherapy. And it can be done using something as simple as concentrated sugar water or concentrated salt water, but you can also use platelet-rich plasma, stem cells, amniosomes, and so forth. In this case, we just did a few a series of prolotherapy injections and her headaches, in this case, migraines disappeared, never to return. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, and we use that frequently here at, at our center well. Uh, it is it's such powerful medicine to support the regeneration of the tissue. Uh, versus you know, normally when a, a patient's dealing with uh, an unresolving pain and they go to the medical doctor and they uh, shoot them with cortisone, you know, which is a, a catabolic substance, which means that it then breaks down the tissue. I mean, yes, it helps with reducing the inflammation, but at the end of the day, uh, it will then make the tissue weaker than it was prior to the treatment. So obviously as an athlete or an aging individual, uh, you don't want to have weaker tissue, you want to have stronger tissue. And that's when you know, therapies like what you mentioned, the, the prolotherapy or you know, some people use and also prolozone is which uh, we inject an ozone, you know, do a little procaine with maybe B12 and other nutrients into the space and then follow with ozone. And that will then uh, trigger, uh, it will reduce inflammation, trigger tissue repair, uh, drive stem cells to the location. <clears throat> 
and uh, increase and also growth factors in 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 that uh, that area or like you mentioned the prp uh, stem cell amniotic you know, membrane and what we do here at the center also is that we follow that actually with uh, intra-articular laser therapy so where we can actually bring in an optic laser into the area where uh, we injected the stem cell or or the prp and that actually enhances the effect of the stem cells and can do it up to like 20 times. I mean, it's really amazing when you do that in combination. Yeah, it's been proven that when you create a disturbance in the area of injury, whether it's done by prolotherapy or in your case, the laser, uh, that it attracts stem cells to the area to help repair the damage. Also to differentiate, uh, it can be done, well, in this case, the study was using an acoustic uh, compression therapy which is really a sound wave technology. So the patient we had in our office this last week, where we used a proprietary form of stem cells that we harvest from the blood, but we combine that uh, with his plasma and amniosomes, along with using a stimulation that results from a plasma field. Plasma field is generated from a photon sound beam that has the ground, and then an electrode that generates photons and ozone. And this can be used uh, directly on the area of injury. Interestingly enough, uh, we've had many patients, even after one treatment, which could be as short as anywhere from five minutes to let's say 24 minutes, uh, get up and walk out being completely pain-free. Uh, sometimes that pain-free can be permanent just from using that particular type of disturbance. Now, years ago, I was in uh, Europe. I had some treatment actually in Austria or training, I should say, both training and treatment from Dr. Eric Rauch. He was a, a follower of Dr. Franz Meyer, who developed the Meyer cure over there, where people uh, become healthier through reducing the size shape function of their gut, but they use it for weight loss. He wrote a book called Help Through Inner Body Cleansing. And they do some things over there in naturopathy that may be a little bit different over there, such as kinite therapy, which involves, I believe, walking on walk rocks in water. In fact, in the book I recently finished called Killing England, it talked about Thomas Jefferson, one of the founders of our country. And one of the things he did every morning, which he believed was good for his health, was he soaked his feet in cold water. What do you think about that? Yeah, so yeah, the, the, the knife therapies, you know, the sits bath, you know, those, those are really powerful therapies. And I, I think they're very underutilized here. And it's, uh, like you mentioned, you know, walking in, you know, in cold water on stones, but then also you have them where you sit in a, a bathtub where you just kind of have the pelvic area in cold water. And that in itself will then impact uh, circulation, remove congestion, uh, so there are very specific therapies that you can use, you know, with, with uh, the Knipe water therapies. You know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's powerful. And uh, those are things that we, we should learn more about. It's simple and cheap. Yeah, those kind of things that probably work best in a spa-type facility. In fact, that's where these were being performed. I don't know how uh, practical it is to have it in a medical office, but... Some of these things are simple enough to be done at home, such as soaking your feet in water. Or, well, years ago, I had a Russian physician who came to my father's office for some training. And one of the things that he did was he walked in the early morning grass when the dew was on it, similar to soaking your feet in cold water to help stimulate his body and improve his health. I'm Dr. Daniel Royer. Listen to the world treatment. My daily guest today is Dr. Michael Carfield. He's a busy naturopathic physician in Boise, Idaho. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. Stay with us.
Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. Thank you, my friend, for sticking with us. We're now in the final fourth quarter of our show with Dr. Michael Carfell, major practice physician in Boise, Idaho, who practices integrative medicine. I suppose I could say I practice integrative medicine because, well, I'm licensed as both an osteopathic physician, which allows me to prescribe prescriptions or dangerous drugs as they are classified to patients who may need them. But I also practice a natural approach to the treatment of my patients. And this is why I'm licensed as a tribal provider with the First Nation Medical Board on the jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. It's part of an economic development for that tribe who have stepped up to regulate the practice of an exercise jurisdiction over traditional medicine in the United States. And we thank them for that. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at droyal at thbclinic.com. Dias and Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic. Or call us at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454. And now back to our guest, Dr. Carlfeld. Dr. Carlfeld, what else have you observed with your patients you would like to share with us? Well, I mean, another patient is another young girl that I had that came with uh, uh, just body pains, fatigue, uh, couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, everything looked looked perfectly fine. They did normal blood labs, CBC, CMP, test thyroid. And as you know, frequently a medical doctor, when they test thyroid, all the test is the uh, uh, TSH, which is a thyroid stimulating hormone produced by the pituitary. So they don't do an extensive panel on, on the thyroid to really look and see what's going on. Uh, so uh, I was curious that to kind of look a little bit more and so what i did is that uh, we did a, a full panel then on the thyroid which includes um uh yeah tsh uh, t3 t4 uh, reverse t3 you also check antibodies of, of thyroid and and i'm seeing that more and more nowadays i don't know how it is in your clinic but i'm seeing more and more people dealing with autoimmune conditions where the immune system is attacking the thyroid yeah, so there you have things like Hashimoto's, Graves' disease. And so this young girl, uh, come to find out her antibodies on the thyroid, thyroid antibodies were quite high. And in addition to that, her Epstein-Barr viral load was very high as well. So uh, at looking at it then from a, a naturopathic view, then you're thinking then, well, uh, probably the Epstein-Barr is uh, triggering uh, the immune system to become overactive. And sometimes you can have uh, viruses or uh, pathogens that, that hide in certain tissues like the thyroid, and the immune system is then trying to go after that pathogen within the thyroid tissue and then start to then go after, you know, kill the thyroid in, in an attempt to get rid of the virus. So uh, our goal was then to you know, start to bring down then the viral load to see if we could relieve stress then from the immune system. Uh, and what we did is that we used a intravenous uh, photosensitizer called riboflavin, which is just vitamin B2, and <clears throat> followed that with a laser therapy, intravenous laser therapy. And riboflavin is very, uh, it's a photosensitizer for blue and, and ultraviolet. 
So uh, uh, what happens then is that that photosensitizer attaches itself to the virus. And uh, then as the intravenous uh, optic cable uh, treats the blood every time the blood passes by, uh, it gets treated and blasted then with the laser, <clears throat> which means that uh, in an hour's time of treatment, you can treat your whole blood volume and you know, it's about 60 times. So uh, using an ultraviolet and blue, and we were able then to bring down within a week uh, that viral load to almost normal and, and her energy was great, her uh, no aches and pains, and, and she, was, she was feeling amazing. And what was fascinating is while we're doing that, she was getting kind of sores in her skin, meaning, you know, so as you're killing things off inside, and this is another homeopathic and naturopathic principle, you know, that you, know, you start from within and then it goes out and from above and then below. And so there are certain kind of processes that diseases have. So as we're then seeing things popping up in the skin, different sores, then we knew that we were very effective to treat things on the inside. So uh, we didn't want to then halt the treatment. We didn't want to put on steroid creams on these sores and try to control that because all you would do at that time is drive the disease back in. So uh, the, we, we continued with treatment and then added things then to just support to mop up some of these chemicals and, and toxins are being released as we're killing off the pathogen. And uh, so it's, uh, it's just another, uh, another example of, of powerful tools that exist uh, you know, within these kind of integrative clinics. And I, I have a little bit of a, uh, I don't like the word integrative that much. I don't like complementary. I don't like alternative. You know, I, these are words we commonly use. I mean, I, I feel that the therapies we do, like you mentioned in the beginning, it's been around much longer. So I don't know why it would be an alternative uh, because it's been on its own for thousands of years. And it's not a complementary because it is something that is a, its own therapy, its own medicine. So it's not just something, uh, it's not a condiment you add to the meal. It is a meal in itself. Yeah. So uh, it is important, I think, for the listeners to understand the power of naturopathic medicine, holistic medicine. Uh, that, uh, so it's, it's not just something that you can add to. It's something that stands on its own. Yeah, good points. Uh, in, in terms of observing our patients. Americans and maybe people in general are very impatient, but Harry's Law of the Cure says that we know we're on the right path when symptoms are proceeding uh, from the top down, the inside out, and in reverse order by which they came. These are things we know as, well, I should say, alternative naturopathic, holistic physicians, the conventional medicine physicians do not know, do not observe, because they're not working with the body to achieve optimal health and wellness. We should perhaps ourselves the, uh, the polar opposites. We're looking to help our patients achieve optimal health and wellness versus conventional medicine is simply a sick care disease management system that has no intention of helping you to be healthier, perhaps just delaying the inevitable. One of the things that you mentioned that is, well, not routinely checked, at least thoroughly, that is the thyroid. I had a young, healthy man in my office recently, and we just got his labs back, and guess what? Well, his thyroid is inadequate. He's not making enough, but he also has an autoimmune reaction with elevated thyroid antibodies. We also find that sometimes the patients will have a normal thyroid test, but their reverse T3 will be elevated. That means that they're making a type of active thyroid that is 
well, artificial and not helping them. So there's all kinds of ways and means by which you might diagnose hypothyroidism and for which the patient might need supplementation for which we prefer to use the natural thyroid, of course. The other thing that we test, as did you, was Epstein-Barr virus. We'll look at the early antigen or antigen D to see if it's active. We find that about half of our patients are walking around with elevated Epstein-Barr, active Epstein-Barr, I should say, because most everybody's been exposed to mono when they were younger. The problem is when the Epstein-Barr is active, lots of things can happen. And you mentioned the thyroid possibly being one of them, but it is a cancer-causing virus and needs to be taken seriously. And conventional medicine doctors don't check for it because they have nothing really to treat viruses like this. So why even bother? We found that one of the things that needs to be done for our patients is to check their naglase to see how high that is because viruses and cancer will produce enzymes to inhibit the immune system from recognizing them and eliminating them. And so one of the things that needs to be done is to eliminate that smoke screen. And this can be done through a natural product for which we published a study earlier this year. It can be found at ACI Search. ACIMresearch.org. It is a study where we looked at over 30 patients who successfully were able to lower their nagalase using an oral product called Orosal. Well, we got a few minutes left, so let's talk about anything else you think might be interesting in regards to the treatment of patients. What else have you got for us? Well, I mean, I, I, I think a, an important principle to really address, and I'm sure you've addressed that in your, your prior episodes is uh, the, the the principle of detoxification and opening up your your eliminatory pathways a lot of people think that detoxification just means that you go after the liver and you throw milk thistle at the person but uh, what is important to understand is that you need to open up the eliminatory pathways when you detoxify you know, you need to uh, i mean the the human body was created in such a way that we have one way in and four ways out you know so it means how, you know, the way we're created, how important it is that we can move these toxins out of the system. Uh, so uh, we need to support, make sure your, your, your gut is functioning properly. Uh, so your elimination of toxins through the colon, you know, through your kidneys, through your skin, through your lungs. You know, so anytime you're addressing any kind of health issues, it is foundational and fundamental to make sure that these eliminatory pathways are open and then you can move into detoxification of, you know, supporting the liver, supporting, uh, and sometimes even if you use nutrients to turn on the mitochondria and, and that will then initiate your body's ability to detoxify. But then if your eliminatory pathways are not open, you're just kind of shuffling metals and chemicals around and, and that can then make you feel even worse. So that's it's just one of those principles that I really would like to uh, kind of, uh, emphasize. Well, thank you very much for those concluding remarks. We had a patient office today where we addressed this very issue, putting the good in and eliminating the bad, which can be done, of course, through the skin, through the breath, through the digestion, and of course, the urination. I'm Dr. Daniel Roy. I want to thank Dr. Michael Carpo for being with us today. Busy naturopathic physician in Boise, Idaho. We'll be back again next week with another episode of the Royal Dream. But until then, my friends, may you all be well. <laughs>